Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Contracts and Salary Cap Matters. Well, the midseason contract extensions uh, continued on Friday. Um, We had two, uh, Tim Patrick, um, the second receiver for the Denver Broncos, $30 million three-year extension, $18 million in guarantees, maxes out at over at $34 million, I think $34.5 million if he hits his incentives. Uh, but that's not what we're going to focus on. Um, the bigger deal was Dallas Goddard uh, becoming the NFL's third-highest third paid tight end. Um, by signing a four-year, $57 million extension. There are, contrary to reports, there are 35127549 is guaranteed. Technically, the amount um, fully guaranteed at signing is $14,877,549. What's virtually guaranteed is $29,127,549. And by that, it's because I say virtually guaranteed. His 2023 base salary becomes fully guaranteed next March 18th. They're not cutting him before next March 18th. His 2023 salary vests in 2022 is guaranteed for injury right now. There's some discrepancies in what was reported. Some reports had it at $57 million over four years in the new money. Others had it at $59 million. It is only $59 million if he hits all of the performance bonuses, which are, in his case, a f- in the form of salary escalators. In the salary escalator concept, at least the first escalator was borrowed from Zach Ertz's contract extension that he signed in 2016. The 22 through 25, uh, I should say 20, yeah, 22 through 25 base salaries will escalate $250,000 annually by Goddard being named first or second team All-Pro by the Associated Press. Tough standard. Ertz's was Pro Bowl selections for his escalators. Then there's a jumbo escalator in 2025, where if two out of the three years, uh, 2022 through 2024, 
He is um, first or second team All-Pro by the Associated Press. An additional million-dollar escalator. Tough standard, so he's going to have to elevate his play to get there. But that's just the broad strokes of the deal. Now we're going to get to granular details of it. Um, signing bonus in the deal is $10,218,660. Base salary heading into the deal was $1,246,947. Base salary for the remainder of the year drops to $920,000. So what that means is for the rest of the year, Eagles are going to pay him $489 in base salary, 8 of the base salary at the new number. He's already gotten 10 eighteenths at his original base salary, so that's uh, $692,748 is already made. Total base salary for the year, $1,101,637. Now, um, one thing that they did have to account for, because he was eligible for a 17th game check based on his uh, base salary, and that's why the signing bonus has a not a round number like 10 million or 10 or 10.5 million. Is he's entitled? They had to reflect. The deal has to reflect an additional 73,350 dollars. Otherwise, he's losing. The 17th game check he was entitled to if he did nothing and no agent, or at least agents shouldn't, have the player give up money. You could say we're doing the extension, so it's built in, but we've seen several extensions um, this way. Now, this deal gets a little complicated because of what Harry Howie Roseman, Philadelphia's GM, did, and it's consistent with what he, what he does. There are dummy 26 and 27 years. 20, 2027 years in this deal. It's a four-year extension um, for to accommodate bonus proration. Now, Goddard's base salary in 2022 of four point it's listed as 4.25 million. It's not going to stay 4.25 million because there's an option to pick up the dummy 2026 year, which has a salary of 50 million, which he's never going to play. It's not a real year, and the option amount is $3.215 million. And when they pick up the option between the 1st and 10th days of the 2022 league year, the fully guaranteed $4.25 million base salary reduces to $1.035 million. So then you're going to have new proration coming into the deal that you're going to prorate this option bonus 22 through 26 at $643,000 annually on the cap for those five years. In 2023, uh, he's got a $14 million uh, base salary and a $250,000 workout bonus, 80% participation. Um, Both were guaranteed for injury at signing. Um, They both become fully guaranteed on the third day of the 2022 league year. That's next March 18th. There is a second um, option to pick up the 2027 year associated with this 2023 year. Now, this $14 million salary isn't going to stay the same. It's going to drop 
to 1.08 million, same 10-day window between the first and 10th day of the 2023 league year to pick up the option. And that's going to reduce the salary to 1.8 million and 12.92 million is going to be the option bonus to pick up this dummy 2027 year. And when you do that, you're going to add more proration into the deal. So for years 2023 through 2027, there's going to be proration of 2.584 million those those five years. So in terms of the new proration, I didn't tell you what the signing bonus proration is. That's for 2021 through 2025. That's $2,043,732 per year. So you're going to have multiple sets of proration um, in this deal. In 2024 is $14 million salary, $250,000 uh, workout bonus. The workout bonus is not secured in any manner. 2025, $14 million salary, $250,000 workout bonus. Now, $6 million of the 2024 base salary is guaranteed for injury right now. On the third day of the 2023 league year, that $6 million becomes fully guaranteed. At least from a security standpoint, it's structured properly, in my opinion, where the full guarantee vests a year earlier than when that actual year comes up. Um, now, I don't like about the deal, and I'll give you what, what the is the cash flow in the deal, because in terms of new money earned, he's you know, Goddard is going to have, and the signing bonus is payable uh, within 15 days of execution. It's going to have $10 million more of new money this year. Through the first new year, $14.25 million. Through the second new year, um, $28.5 million. Through the third new year, $42.75 million. And obviously, if he plays out the entire deal, gets the $57 million, and that's the base value. This is a flat deal um, when you start getting into how much money after the first year, second year, third year, like that. And that's how agents will look at a deal. Um, it's 25%, 50%, 75%. Now, um, what was an important deal, obviously benchmark for Goddard, was topping Mark Andrews, um, who right before the regular season signed a four-year, $56 million extension um, averaging $14 million per year, maxes out at $57 million um, with incentives. Um, Andrews had $30.1 fully guaranteed, oh, actually $30.083 million fully guaranteed at signing, and $37.583 million in total guarantees. Now, the reason why I say Goddard's guarantee is a little over $35.125 million, you can't count money he's already earned. If you add in the basically 700000 he's already made, then yeah, that's where you get this $35.7 million guarantee amount, which has been reported, but that's not technically accurate. Big difference in the cash flows of Andrews and Goddard's deals. Um, it's like night and day, at least to me. The Andrews deal blows it away. Yeah, the money through, new money through this year, the final year of the rookie contract, Goddard's ahead, $10 million to $7.5 million. Big jump. Uh, new money through the first new year, 
which is 2022. Andrews is at 26.5. Then he's at 34. Then he's at 45. So through 2022, Andrews 26.5. Goddard 14.25. That means Andrews has 47.3% of the new money through 2022 and 60.7 through 2023, then 80.4 through 2024. This contract is front-loaded. Also, in the final two years of Andrews' deal, they have to make a decision early on him. He's got $4 million fifth day of the league year roster bonuses, so they can't squat on him and then decide, "Mm, we want to force a pay cut or release him. So, from a structural standpoint, I'll take Mark Andrews' deal every day of the week. Fortunately for Goddard, I don't... uh, they traded Zach Ertz. I don't think this deal gets done if Zach Ertz is still on the roster because they'll be in this timeshare that neither guy was happy with. They were trying to give them a pretty similar even distribution of snaps. This opened the door for Philly to confirm in their mind that he could be the clear-cut number one tight end and produce. Well, what I say to that is as soon as you traded Zach Ertz, you handed Dallas Goddard a ton of leverage because there's no way you're going to let him walk out the door after trading um, Zach Ertz. So he was always going to get a deal done in Philly or at least be there in 2022. The question was, would you would you stick a franchise tag on him and have to go through uh, that whole process um, before doing a long-term deal? But Philadelphia is one of the more proactive teams in doing getting core players done early, and they're not afraid of the midseason extension. Um, they did, well, they did two early season extensions, uh, which probably didn't make uh, Goddard all that happy because two of his teammates were able to get deals from that were in his draft class. Um, Jordan Mulata, tackle, signed an extension, and Josh Sweat, defensive end, signed an extension. But finally, Goddard gets his. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. couple guys who are probably going to be interested in this extension. Mike Jasicki uh, of Miami. Dalton Schultz of uh, Dallas. Because what we saw is that the tight end market uh, grew by leaps and bounds since the start of free agency. The, there weren't, at the beginning of the free agency, March 2020, no tight ends over 10 million per year. Austin Hooper became the first, then George Kittle really dramatically changed the tight end market, which had been stagnant. He's the um, highest paid tight end at 15 million per year. 40 million in guarantees, which is the most in the contract. 30 million fully guaranteed. Um, it's signing. Then there are two deals this offseason which uh, were surprising. Nobody was expecting Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith to both get $12.5 million per year deals, particularly from the same team, the Patriots. Jonu's uh, 
four-year deal, Henry's three-year deal. Janu has $31.25 million fully guaranteed at signing, which is the most um, ever in a tight end deal. And these guys weren't super productive. Contract year stats for Janu Smith, 41 catches, 448 yards, eight touchdowns. And for Hunter Henry, contract year stats, and he's playing on a franchise tag. Uh, 60 catches, 613 yards, four touchdowns. And Jonu Smith in particular is not really holding up his end of the bargain in terms of the salary this year. 22 catches, uh, 210 yards, one touchdown in 10 games. Henry hasn't missed a game. He's played all of them. He's more earning his keep. 33 catches, 378 yards, and seven touchdowns. So um, there was a deal done back in the summer, which these guys would probably be insulted with if uh, Miami and Dallas tried to extend Jasicki and Dalton Schultz for Logan Thomas money. Logan Thomas signed for just over $8 million per year on a three-year extension with the Washington football team. That's not going to fly uh, to get these guys done. Now, Secchi, last year, 53 catches, 703 yards, six touchdowns. This year, he's right now he's tied for fourth in receptions for tight ends, 44. Um, he's fourth in yards of 529, two touchdowns. That's uh, projects in a 17-game season, 75 catches, 899 yards. So, I don't think he's going to be looking for anything less than Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith to stay put. Yes, the uh, franchise tag could come into play. I project that number to be $10.936 million at the, if the salary cap reaches its ceiling of $208.2 million. That would be $5.2 Regardless, it should be five point. Two five three percent of the cap, no matter what number it is. Now Schultz is an interesting case from the standpoint that he wasn't guaranteed a starting job this year. That people, Jake Blake Jarwin, who opened the door for him to play, who was the starter going into 2022, had a seasoning knee injury in the uh, first game in 2020, and Schultz had a breakout year: 63 catches, 615 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, he won a training camp battle over Jarwin for the tight end job, and he got off to a fast start. He solidified it. Um, Jarwin has a hip injury and is out right now, but Schultz, 38 catches, 438 yards, three touchdowns so far. He's tied for eighth in receptions among tight ends and seventh in receiving yards. Now, what's interesting about Schultz, you wouldn't expect it, but he is second among tight ends in yards after catch. He has 217 yards after catch. You wouldn't expect Dalton Schultz to be second among tight ends in that category. Um, First is Travis Kelsey, and we'll get to him in in a minute, but Schultz uh, projects to 72 catches, 827 yards. So, he's probably going to be setting his sights also on Jonu Smith and uh, Hunter Henry, but I can't see him accepting anything under Austin Hooper. And Hooper was the first tight end to get over $10 million per year. And that's with Cleveland. Four-year, $42 million contract as a free agent, averaging $10.5 million per year. Um, $23 million in overall guarantees, $18 million fully guaranteed at signing. I think those tight ends 
or probably the most interested the ones are going to be free. Now, two guys who probably are like, wait a minute, uh, should be Travis Kelsey. Because the deal he did right after George Kittle's, same day, a few hours later, yeah, it averages 14312500 per year. He's the second highest paid tight end in the league. And I think he's the ceiling for these guys because he is the most productive tight end in the NFL. Um, he had two years left on his contract, didn't need to do the deal when he did it, but he did it, and it is one of the most team-friendly deals I've ever seen from a structural standpoint. He should have waited until he was coming into his contract year, particularly with the year that he had in 2020, which was arguably the best tight end season in history. Set the single season receiving yardage record, 1,416 yards for a tight end. Had 105 receptions, fourth most for a tight end in a season. And his 11 touchdown catches tied for the league lead among tight ends. He is the only tight end to have two seasons with 100 catches, 1,000 receiving yards, and 10 touchdown receptions. Dallas Clark is the only other guy to do that. He's done it twice now. So if he waits... Kittle's at 15 with the year he had. Does an extension. To me, it, uh, it, after John U. Smith and Hunter Henry get done, it's at least 16, and the structure couldn't be any worse than it is now. And the one tight end that I really feel for, Darren Waller. Um, Waller did a deal in the middle of 2019 season. I understand why he did it. Uh, had drug issues, overcame them, was signed off the practice squad from Baltimore, has a breakout. He's in the middle of a breakout season, would have been a restricted free agent. Goes on to have 90 catches, 1,145 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Now, no one expected him to keep taking a leap forward. When he did the deal, he gave up three unrestricted years. In the negotiation, they were counting on, they're factoring in that he was going to get a tender of a second-round tender. So when you have a guy who doesn't have UFA rights or isn't going to be an unrestricted free agent that year, you stipulate the tender's going to be this. We know we have him for this, so we're trying to figure out how much the UFA year's worth. And they end up being valued at slightly over $9 million per year. Darren Waller in 2020, 107 catches, 1,196 receiving yards, 9 touchdowns. He's... (laughs) under contract through the 2023 season. He's dramatically underpaid for tight end, um, given where the salaries are going. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Raiders address that thing with two years left or let him have to get into the contract year and address it in 2023. He's under contract through the 2023 season. But I understand why he did it, given his circumstances, but he's really getting short in the stick on the tight end deals uh, with the way the market has gone because now you have seven guys who are over uh, $10 million per year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, there are a couple other um, tight ends who have expiring contracts that are interesting to me. Uh, First up is Zach Ertz. 
Uh, Ertz, who uh, was in a timeshare with Dallas Goddard this year before being traded to the um, Arizona Cardinals after Max Williams had a seasoning knee injury. Ertz, prior going into the 2020 season, when you talked about best tight ends in the league, you were going Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Zach Ertz were the three. Ertz probably third among those three. Um, Then there was another tier. 2020 was a disastrous year for Ertz. Um, He was a favorite target of Carson Wentz, who had a stunning regression. Ertz had an ankle injury, came back from it, probably should have just shut himself down for the rest of the year, and wasn't moving well, and productivity-wise dropped off a cliff, had ankle surgery, was out most of the offseason rehab. Um, When he came back, by all accounts, had a good training camp, looked like the old uh, Zach Ertz, and now in Arizona. Um, Once uh, Kelsey's deal was done, Philly tried to extend him, but wanted to um, stick him with that lousy structure that no competent agent should ever take for a tight end, so they got nowhere. Then after the season, gave his agent permission to shop himself for a trade. Uh, there was a deal worked out for Zach Ertz to go to Buffalo. It was supposed to happen before training camp, but Harry Roseman got cold feet. Um, didn't pull the trigger. And Ertz came back, and they found out things didn't work. Him, Goddard, the timeshare, and the Arizona injury opened the door. Ertz is 31 years old now. Um, now, the guy I look at, the case I look at for Ertz is Jimmy Graham. Uh, Jimmy Graham, most productive years were in New Orleans before he got paid. They traded him one year after signing him to become the first $10 million per year tight end. And I believe that was 2014. Goes to Seattle, isn't quite as productive in Seattle as in New Orleans. Then when he's out of there at 31, signs for Green Bay for $10 million per year. Then starts declining. 33 goes to uh, Chicago Bears. Sounds for $8 million per year. So Jimmy Graham getting $10 million per year uh, a couple of years ago from Green Bay. Uh, same age Zach Ertz is right now. Ertz is making $8.5 million this year. He's playing on a team where he's going to see less defensive attention than he's had in a long time. Um, in Arizona, when they have a full complement of receivers with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's out for hamstring injury, he's, that's where the defense is going to focus. You got A.J. Green on the other side, who's shown signs of life compared to what he was last year in Cincinnati and is healthy. Uh, Christian Kirk also. So you'll get a good look in their playoff team. You're going to get, and you've seen that he can move better than people thought in Philadelphia. Yards after catch were not something <laughs> that you saw too much with Zach Ertz because uh, I'd say partially because of defensive attention. But second game, a lot of yards after catch on a touchdown, and he looked like he, he was moving fairly well, so he'll be an interesting one. Two others, David Njoku in Cleveland. First-round pick, who's on a fifth-year option of $6.013 million. Best season was in 2018, 56 catches. Uh, 639 receiving yards, four touchdowns. Broke his wrist in 2019, only played four games. Uh, that opened the door for them to sign 
Austin Hooper. They've already got one high-paid tight end. I don't think they're going to put money in receivers after Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, was released. And this is a run-oriented team, which sometimes puts three tight ends on the field at the same time of Harrison Bryant. And Joku has wanted out at times, was requesting a trade. Um, the offseason when Harper was brought in, I mean, Hooper was brought in. Um, and looked like their best tight end latter part of 2020. Now, he's had one big week this year. And in that offense, it's not very, it's run-oriented. And tight ends don't get a lot of passes. They do a lot of blocking. He had seven catches, 149 yards, one touchdown against the Chargers in week five. As a first-round pick of his athleticism, it's going to be interesting to see what he gets. Would Cleveland even want to extend him? And do you put him in the same neighborhood as Hooper? If you extend him, he's going to be thinking, hey, I'm at a team where they don't throw the ball. You put me in a place that's more pass-friendly, pass-catcher-friendly, I'm going to put up some decent numbers as a first-round pick. He's probably saw those Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith deals. Um, He's thinking, hey, I'll take my chances on the open market. The other guy that is interesting to me is another first-round pick, Evan Ingram, also on the fifth-year option. uh, This is with the Giants, uh, 6.031 million as well. His most productive year was his rookie year. 64 catches, 722 yards, 6 touchdowns. Last year, went to the Pro Bowl, and that's really because at a process of elimination. Zach Ertz had been a fixture in the Pro Bowl. George Kittle, if healthy, was going to go. Neither one of those guys were healthy last year, so that opened up spots for the Pro Bowl you normally don't have, and Ingram gets there. 63 catches, 654 yards, one touchdown. Uh, He was a subject of trade rumors at the trading deadline that maybe he'd go to Green Bay. Uh, Didn't happen. I don't know if he's in the Giants' plans, but super athletic, tight end, blocking's not his strong suit. We'll see how much that first-round pedigree uh, plays into him should he hit the open market um, as well. Njoku, more complete tight end out of those two, uh, Ingram and Njoku. But... It'll be interesting to see how this tight end market shakes out, particularly in, in free agency if you get to there or the or extensions for guys staying on the same team, especially in light of the developments in 2021. Um, we had the Johnu Smith-Hunter Henry deals, which were surprising. Nobody saw them getting $12.5 million per year. Mark Andrews, that deal made sense at 14. Goddard coming in at $14.25 million per year on Friday. And really, you can tell that that Andrews deal was a benchmark for him, beating the $14 million new money average. Um, Goddard, second-round pick. In 2018, Andrews, a third-round pick. Um, So, in sum for this Goddard deal. As I said, uh, $57 million over four years in the new money. Max is out at 59 if he hits all the escalators. Uh, There is... $31,027,549 in guarantees. Um, Technically, $14,877,549 is fully guaranteed at signing. Uh, From virtually guaranteed at signing because of the structure, $29,127,549. 
not a huge increase in the cap for this year. 2021 cap number goes up $1,898,422. The cap number in 2022 is low. Um, it's three. It's going to be $3,721,732 if the option is exercised. Cap numbers in the last three years jumped dramatically, 2023, 24, and 25. Same cap number of $19,520,732 after you, and this is after you exercise the two options. Um, if he plays out the deal, because of the avoiding dummy years, the 2026 and 27 years void, um, like 23 days before the 2026 league year starts. So if he played it out, Philadelphia will have dead money of $5.811 million, um, a cap charge because of the proration. In those two years, Harry Roseman is like New Orleans in the sense that he restructures contracts constantly, kicks the can down the road, so it would not surprise me if at some point he does that with Dallas Goddard and converts money from salary, base salary, and the signing bonus to lower the cap number. Uh, did it a couple times with Zach Ertz. Uh, first time that uh, Goddard could be vulnerable is 2024, given the structure. But it wouldn't be a conventional release if it happened because a $6 million guarantee, you would do a post June 1 designation. There'd be a total of $22,352,464 in dead money should you release them conventionally, but you do post you one designation, split it over two years, and then the dead money would be eleven million two hundred seventy thousand seven hundred and thirty two dollars in twenty twenty four and eleven million eighty one thousand seven hundred thirty two dollars in twenty twenty five. So twenty twenty five is he'd be more vulnerable and that'd be your dead money in twenty twenty five versus uh nineteen million Five hundred and twenty thousand seven hundred thirty-two cap number, thirty-two dollar cap number. But that's going to sum up uh, this week's inside the cap. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That is C O R R Y J O E L. And also read my agent's take uh, column on CBSSports.com. And as I said, thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.